What? A llama? He's supposed to be dead! Yeah, weird. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Wait a minute. 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 I see what's going on here. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. And welcome back to Wait You Haven't Seen, the podcast where we find a movie that somebody we know hasn't seen and we talk about that. Uh, joining me this week, I have Christina. Hello. And David. Hello. And uh, so this week we're watching a movie. Um, came out in the year 2000, a Disney animated movie, our second animated Disney movie on the show. And uh, Christina, you've never seen The Emperor's New Groove. That is correct. It was one that skipped me. Well, that's something. Uh, so I saw this movie. I, it came out in 2000. I'm not ashamed to admit I saw this movie in the theater uh, three times. I just loved it. It just had that perfect amount of comedic timing. I liked David Spade in this. I liked, I liked the whole thing. So I loved this movie. David, you've seen it before. What do you think of it? I have, but it's been a long time, and I would probably put this in my top five Disney. Nice. Um, so you would have been a little young to maybe see it in the theater um, when it came out, but probably not too far off, I wouldn't think. Um, I don't have any... I, I would have been five, so yeah, that's not true. too young. But uh, I don't have any vivid memories of seeing this in theaters, but I have vivid memories of owning it as a child. Okay. I say um, it's about the that he was about the perfect age for it when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah, especially hitting DVD, you know, probably 2001-ish, so you're 6 years old and mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I I loved this one. This was one of those kind of lesser-known Disney movies um at the time. It didn't come out to a bunch of fanfare. It wasn't your um Oh, it wasn't like The Lion King. It wasn't, you know, part of that. It was uh, just lesser-known Disney movie. Um, so we'll get to the, the big thing first. Christina, what would you think? I enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, I laughed pretty much throughout the whole thing, and you're right. David Spade, perfect. Yeah, David Spade was that perfect amount of sarcasm um, that worked for the character and for the time that it came out, too. Um, I liked. Um, yeah. So, what was what would have been the the preceding Disney animated film? Would that have been? Oh man, what what came out in '99? Uh, might have been Tre not Treasure Planet. Um, that was 2002, I think. Yeah. Regardless, for the time, I thought I, I just looked up the box. It did 89 million domestic on a hundred million budget, so that's probably not exactly uh not exactly their their finest hour. It did do eighty million foreign, so it made its money back. But uh Tarzan no. was the, the one before. Oh okay. Tarzan. That was okay. a good one as well. Well you know but, it's uh, it's funny because it didn't do great. This was 
post Toy Story. Um, so 2000, there was a lot of, you know, the Pixar movies being the big thing coming. Because um, Toy Story was, what, 95? Am I getting that right? Yeah, 94, 95. You know, so you uh, had Toy Story, you had A Bug's Life. Um, the, the 3D animation was the hot new thing. So a lot of the 2D animation from Disney was, this is when it was starting to be not as prevalent. Uh, you got uh, Tarzan. I don't remember being that big. Um, That's interesting because I just looked up Tarzan. Did four hundred and fifty million worldwide? Well, I am apparently wrong. Yeah. Um, on, so it had to follow that. Yeah. Well, you had you had Mulan in ninety eight, and then it was Tarzan in ninety nine, and then this. So, yeah, I guess there's a bit of a drop off. Plus, it wasn't. I don't remember it being heavily marketed. I'm not even sure how I remember that it was in the theater. I just remember being... I think this was just during a period of time where I would go go by the theater in the mall and see what was playing. And I'm like, Emperor's New Groove, Disney movie. All right, I'll go check it out. Why not? You know, I got nothing else to do. And that, and came out of it just loving it and went and saw it again. So... Yeah. One, one thing I like about this is it's you know it's a quick good amount of fun uh i remember it had a spin-off tv show that i enjoyed very much i i do remember watching the show on tv mm-hmm. um but do not remember the uh, seeing it in theaters but regardless um I, it, you know i think <laughs> something that says a lot about it is the, doing my research of it uh, uh roger ebert liked it which surprised me. And so I, I saw him at the top of the reviews. I was like, no way. Well, um, and, yeah, you know, and it's funny because it's blissfully short. It's like yeah. an hour and 19 minutes with credits. 89 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Not even 79 minutes. Yeah, I mean, an hour and 19 minutes with credits. It uh, It's really quick with the, the humor. Um, there's not a lot of downtime. There's songs, but it's not the traditional Disney musical. There's a song at the beginning. And there's kind of a song montage, but that's about it, which personally I like. I think that that's a good way to structure things. Um, And it was just such a good quick hit of humor, like David Spade, Mm -hmm. sarcastic humor. And you got John Goodman, who I'll watch in anything. Patrick Patrick Warburton as Kronk was brilliant. Perfect casting. Uh, I don't think they did a lot. Yeah, I don't think they did a lot wrong with the casting. No, not at all. No, and uh, and it just it hit everything it needed to. It didn't. There weren't a lot of long periods of time where there weren't jokes going on, but at the same time, there wasn't uh, there wasn't too much humor. It was a nice balance. Uh, I think the story was you know nothing to blow you away, but definitely a good heartfelt story. So I liked that. Um, I just I liked the movie. It, it hit me perfectly, um, and to this day I can still watch it. And there's still moments I laugh out loud, funny. Uh, yeah. Like the the you know right in the beginning when he drinks the when he takes the drink, and then there's that pause, and then he just boom he's into the into his plate. Like just watching it earlier today, and I laughed out loud at that because it's such a good the comedic timing of the animation is perfect. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and they start talking about everything about the the plan, the death, and he just gets right back up, huh? Yep. Hey, can I get another? And 
Oh man, top me off, buddy. Yeah, and this was like at peak David Spade too, because this would have been, um, mm-hmm. you know, post Tommy Boy, post Black Sheep in the movies, as well as what was his, uh, what was the TV show he was on? Just, Just shoot, shoot me. me. Yeah, I think Just Shoot Me was still on the air at this point, so he was he was a big thing. Uh, especially you figure they probably started making this in 98, right? They usually make, start making them a couple years early to get all the animation done. So he was mm-hmm. even bigger then, but, um, some neat. So, you know, I like to go through the IMDB trivia and look some stuff up and, uh, Patrick Warburton apparently improvised Kronk humming yeah. his own theme song. <laughs> um, and- definitely a Patrick thing to do. And Disney made him sign the copyright over. Yeah. Yeah, which is a very Disney thing to do. So, um, I did know this next one. The mouse must get its due. Yes, I did know this next one already. But Potch's wife, um, who is Potch's wife as far as I'm concerned, I don't remember her name being Chicha, but she's pregnant. She was the first on-screen pregnant woman in a Disney animated film. Um, and I remember reading about that like a year after the movie came out or something that that was a pretty big thing at the time. You don't think about it because they don't make a big deal of it, but I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Christina, did you notice when they're doing the scene with the drink and Yzma takes her drink and pours it into the plant? Yep. Did, and Did you notice when it cuts then, back? Uh, the plant's dead. No, when it cuts back to the shot showing her, the plant is the shape of a llama. Ah, so they, okay. oh, I the cactus, the cactus next to her. Yeah, yeah. not when she's testing the potions at the dinner, when she dumps hers and Kron, you know, yeah. looks like he's pouring it into his mouth, but he's just pouring it down his chest. Yeah, they... Well, uh, off to the side. Yep. Yeah, yeah that, I, I thought that was nice and uh, funny, and uh, to, to do what was... Oh, okay, here's, here's one of the IMDB trivias that take with what... Uh, I don't know how true this is or not, but apparently playwright David Mamet has said that he considers the script for this film to be one of the most brilliantly innovative which Hollywood has produced in recent years. Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff, to me, uh, it felt like an animated, watered-down, more child-safe version of Will. Yeah, okay. Especially the ending scene with with them changing into the different animals. True. Okay. I just, you know, I wonder if David Mamet actually said that. I've never seen an interview about that, but then again, I haven't read every interview David Mamet's given, so sure. No, um, that's just what I personally think. No, no that's, that makes sense. Uh, what was it here? Uh, in the scene where Pacha is carrying Cusco through the jungle, Pacha and Cusco discuss Cusco having low blood sugar. This is an in-joke about the fact that David Spade is hypoglycemic in real life. And 153 out of 158 people find that interesting? Because I don't. <laughs> That's okay. It might be interesting that he's hypoglycemic. I guess. So am I. Um, oh, whoa, that's... So- uh, Travis, I believe you have a clip saved uh, from the beginning of the film. If I would, if I can request you to. Uh... <laughs> uh, from the beginning of the film. Oh, you mean could it be this one here? Uh, which, coincidentally, um, you're going to hear 
three voices in this. One of them is David Spade. One of them is the voice of Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, see if you can find that one. Uh, so I think this is the clip you're talking about. Gow! You threw off my groove! I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the Emperor's groove. Was that the one you're talking about, where they throw the, the guy out the funny. window? I, it's interesting you said Piglet, because I thought it was Winnie. No, that was that was Piglet. All right, fair. Yeah, no, it's just the throwaway jokes. Uh, another one I liked at the beginning when uh, when uh, Isma is breaking the uh, the Cusco skulls or the Cusco statue busts. Um, Fire me! I practically raised the boy, and he goes, "Wow, you think he would have turned out better?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's Just so the, many. There's the so many good ones like that. Throwaway jokes that uh, it was almost never. It was never the sort of main antagonist or the main protagonist because I would consider Pacha to be a bigger, like, or as big a protagonist as Cusco. But oh yeah, he was never really the jokester, and uh, Isma was never really the jokester. But no, that was they were, they were good, but their comic relief equivalent in Cusco to Pacha and uh, Kronk to Isma, there was always that that quick uh, retort or the the commentary on the situation that was always just so good. And even as an adult, it's great comedy yeah no that's it's classic um straight man funny man comedy where you've got one yeah. person playing it completely stoic and the other person needs your comedy it's your laurel and hardy it's your abbott and costello um mm -hmm. and it's done to perfection because the timing of the jokes is is what does it um yeah and uh yeah i agree with that completely um so okay this is a long bit but i do remember reading about this so tell me Tell me what you think about this. So the film was originally planned to be a big, sweeping Disney musical. Um, it was going to be called Kingdom of the Sun, and the director of The Lion King was going to do it. Um, it was going to have your, uh, you know, your basic Disney formula. It was going to have six brand new songs. They were, uh, oh, Sting was going to do the music um, originally. Oh. Uh, that would have been cool. That was essentially an Incan retelling of Mark Twain's The Prince and the Pauper. Um, David Spade was going to be in it. Owen Wilson was Pacha, a young peasant um, that resembled the emperor. Uh, Eartha Kitt was in it, or was going to be um, in it as a aged royal sorceress or whatever. It was still going to be kind of the Incan, you know, South America thing. Um, but let's see... The resulting film tested very poorly, and the production was suspended. Even though the film was 50% complete, um, Allers and the um, Yzma supervising animator both left the project, moved to Orlando, and worked on to work on Lilo and Stitch. So during that hiatus, the guy that ended up being the director, um, one of the producers and a writer, rewrote the whole thing, throwing out using Prince and the Pauper angle redid the entire thing into what it became. <laughs> so this almost was a very, very different movie. Um, I would like to see that movie personally. Well, apparently there was a documentary called The Sweatbox uh, that was done by Sting's wife 
that goes over the uh, behind the scene footage and everything of Kingdom Ooh. of the Sun. I might have to find that because I'm I'm a big fan of kind of behind the scenes filmmaking documentaries. Um, and so I did not know about that one. I'm going to have to look for that. Because um, I, I, Sting doing the music and The Prince and the Pauper is a great story. So I would be interesting interested to see that. Um, so yeah, that's cool. But yeah, it could have been a very different movie. I'm glad what we got is what we got because I think while I'd be interested to see that movie, I'm not sure I would like it as much as I like this. You know, I think, you know, if anyone can do a musical animation, it's Disney obviously, but when they don't do musical animations, they do them well. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And um, this is just another shining example of that fact. Also, it was awesome to have Tom Jones do the music. Yeah, that really... there's only two songs but it, rather than 95. Yeah. And, and that fit the tone, I think, of the movie, too, to have somebody like a Tom Jones doing that theme song. Mm -hmm. um, the image on the back of the diner menu is a parody of the mascot of Big Boy. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I can believe that. I, I noticed that. <laughs> um, I don't know that I would watch the movie and go, Oh my god, it's Big Boy. Yeah. I definitely didn't think of that watching it, but I, I see where you could you could get that for sure. Um <laughs> uh, the sequence where the fly hits the spider web and gets eaten, the fly screams help me in the same way as the classic movie The Fly. The old nineteen fifty eight fly. Help me. Uh, oh man, there was just there were some great one-liners, some great jokes. Um, another good clip is the joke that they. I only caught the first part of it, uh, but they do a callback to this one later. But uh, if you remember, this is when Isma and Kronk are going to head into their secret lab, and you get you get this this beautiful gem. Pull the lever, Kronk. Roll lever. And then she shows up with the alligator. Why do we even have that lever? And I love that they do a callback to that joke later with just the end of it where Cusco comes out of the thing. Why does she even have that lever? That still makes yeah, me yep. laugh. Still mm -hmm. still gets me. Um, uh, yeah, it's basically the most memorable thing from the show, too. Wrong lever, Kronk. I was going to say, that's what I remember from the show is they did a different lever gag once in a while. <laughs> and so uh, the lever gag would always be a little different. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. I, I just didn't stop laughing. It's, no, it's uh, still funny. Tw almost 20 years later, and it yeah. still holds up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I sort of brought up how Yzma wasn't necessarily comic relief, but I thought she had one of the funniest, you know, three set, three word lines that, uh, that just, you know, makes me laugh out loud. She's saying... One of the plans to kill Cusco is I'm going to turn him into a flea. I'm going to put him into a box. I'm going to put him into a bigger box. I'm going to ship the box to myself. I'm going to hit it with a hammer. She goes, or to save on postage, I yeah. just poison him. Uh, you mean this? I actually caught that. Um, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> because I love that line, too. Like, it's just, it's so well delivered. It's build up, build up, build up, and then, oh, yeah, and. So here's that. Um, it's a little long, but it's worth it, I think. Oh, I know. I'll turn him into a flea. 
a harmless little flea. And then I'll put that flea in a box. And then I'll put that box inside of another box. And then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives, ah, <laughs> I'll smash that with a hammer. It's brilliant, 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 I tell you. Genius, I say. Or, to save on postage, I'll just poison him with this. To save on postage. And that was another one of those moments where it had that great comedic timing in the animation where the poison hits the plant and it's just black for a second and then all of a sudden, the next frame, it's down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah. Just, I also like that, uh, that more 2D cel-shaded animation they used when they tell stories like that and uh, and when they were she was describing the shipping they had that great little pink and uh, black animation for it yeah yep I I, I'm I'm a fan of stuff like that too oh nope I just I, I don't know I don't know what else to say about this movie I just enjoy it it's fun it's funny you know they have I mean even jokes that that should be just silly like the whole, I know how to speak squirrel. Like, yeah. that shouldn't be funny. It's, it's funny. Squeak, squeak, squeaker, squeaker, squeaker. Now, I will say, if it's it's probably not funny if it's not Patrick Warburton doing that. Agreed. He has that delivery and tone. And he, I mean, he just, he was so pitch perfect to play that character. And he's just, he comes off as big and kind of dopey with that voice, that cronk voice is just great. So yeah. Um, yeah. Like this... sort of at the climax of the film when they're both r- racing back to the palace and uh, the, there's, you know, tracking the maps with the Indiana Jones style map montage. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> they say, how'd they get here first? They shouldn't have got, gotten here first. Oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Oh, <laughs> uh... Yep, I uh, I'm glad to hear that Christina liked it because the last movie that she hadn't seen that uh, we watched was Fight Club last week, and you weren't a big fan of that one. It's not that I thought the movie was bad; it just wasn't the movie for me. No, yeah, yeah, that's fair. And uh, actually, uh, on the Fight Club subject, you mentioned during Fight Club that you're not a fan of movies with narration. How do you feel about this narration? You know what? You're right. I did say that, and I don't know what to tell you i like i actually liked it in this um maybe it just had to do with i think it has to do with how that narration is written and how it feels in the tone of the movie the fourth wall break. i mean i guess there was fourth wall breaks in fight club there's definitely fourth wall breaks in fight club you know they had it in this deadpool did it and it didn't bother me i guess it's there are movies where you can tell that it's kind of a an afterthought you know, Blade Runner being probably the most famous example that I can give where the narration in that doesn't feel right. Especially after you see the movie without it. In Fight Club? No, uh, Blade Runner. Fight Club, oh. I actually, it doesn't bother me in Fight Club. Um, okay. So I guess, you know, to backtrack on what I said a week ago, um, I don't mind narration as much as I thought I did. I thought I kind of had this feeling of, I don't like narration in my movies, but no, it, it, it actually doesn't bother me. Because <laughs> Character growth. Another movie that did it that I really, really like is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's got a lot of that um, 
but again, it's well written and it fits the overall tone of the movie. So, um, oh, I know an example of a movie that did it that I actually thought it didn't need to be in there was, um, there was a voiceover. Have you ever seen a movie from, it's like 2003, it's called Basic with John Travolta? Have either of you ever seen that? Nope. So it's a, John McTiernan directed, actually, I think it's the last movie that he directed. Um, and it's set in Panama. Uh, yep. Uh, so, yeah, looks like we lost Christina. Um, <laughs> so, Oopsie. yeah, that happens sometimes. It's the joys of internet recording. Um, but uh, I think we should sum it up, though. She did like uh, Emperor's New Groove, which I was not expecting. Um, she, not not a critical person, but very distinct taste. True, true. But, it, again, it's that humor. You know, if I can see a movie, like comedies that I see, and then I see him again later on, don't always make me laugh the same way. This mm-hmm. did. You know, 19 years later, seeing it again, and I still laughed at the same jokes at the same time and out loud. Not just a, oh, yeah, up. that's funny. I remember that being funny. Like, legitimate laughter. So I think that helps a lot. Oh, yeah. Just solid comedy. Uh, it's a shame Christina cut out, but I'm glad we got to talk about the film a little yeah, yeah, we did. Um, so coming up, I know we have at least two-thirds of the Cornetto trilogy is coming up. Um, we're going to be doing Hot Fuzz. We're going to be doing The World's End. And if I can find somebody that I know that hasn't seen Shaun of the Dead, we'll do that one as well. Um, uh, excellent. Fan of all three. Yes, um, so, so am I. I. I would probably put Hot Fuzz in my top ten movies. Agreed. Agreed. That's going to be a good one. And there's a lot. There's a lot more that we can talk about with those movies, too. Um, Everything is a reference. Everything is a cutaway. But that's not a conversation for today. Nope, we will save that for another time. Um, But uh, So we have those coming up. Um, I know there's a few other ideas we've been kicking around in the chat, and we'll we'll keep doing that. But, um, yeah, uh, thanks, Thanks, David, for joining, and thank you, Christina, for joining for as long as you were able to. Um, Yay! So until next time, this has been Wait, You Haven't Seen? Run!